Welcome to the Press Conference Podcast, where we bring you the pressing information nobody asked for. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm here with my co-host, Phil. How's it going, man? Not too bad, man. How about you? Yeah, going good, going good. It's good to be back. We say this every time. Every time. But, um, yeah, episode two of 23. Three. We should probably um, do them more often, too, because I feel like it gets so long in between, and then we do the same boring shit at the start of every episode, and people are probably thinking, fuck, we've heard it. Let's just get on with it. So let's just do more episodes. <laughs> yeah. And let's get on with it. Um, what's been going on? Been to any gigs? It's been since we've last recorded. I've had um, some really good weeks, actually. Um, I think it must have been the week after we recorded last. I had a pretty stacked weekend. I went to my first house show um, in someone's backyard. Nice. Um, so I went to the Alira Alira tour for their most recent single. And they were playing in Brisbane on the Thursday and they were playing in Sydney on the Saturday, but they wanted to stop somewhere on the way. Um, and they stopped in Newey at, at a house and played in someone's backyard. And it was one of the coolest nights I've ever been to. Coolest gigs I've been to. First house show. So, so cool, man. Like, have you been to a house show? Yeah, one, one or two, I think. Not not many happened dead in my area. Yeah, like I, I think the closest thing I'd been to before that was, like, a youth center put on a show that was like in someone's garage, but it backed onto the street, so it wasn't really in someone's house necessarily. This one was full blown. Like, go to the backyard. There was like some like wooden ply board on the grass, and there was like a drum kit on it, and everyone just played in the backyard, and it was kind of sick. Um. And it was one of those backyards where the fences were really low, so you could see all the neighbors' backyards and kids were getting around it, and it was just so cool. Um, and it was great seeing Alira. Um, Hayden, their their heavy vocalist, he like lost his voice um, that weekend. Oh no! So they didn't actually have anyone to do the vocals, so they kind of just put the mic in the middle of the backyard, and people just went and grabbed the mic as they wanted. And it was actually a lot of fun. Like I've never been to a show like that, and you know, everyone there just like loved the band. Um, and it wasn't like a massive crowd, but it was big enough that it was like still a lot of fun. So yeah, that was great. Nice. Yeah. The house show I went to was, I think it was like a house in Mount Martha and they had like a, it's like a surfer house. So they had Sick. a um, big half pipe in the front yard. Fuck. So it's like American Pie or one of those movies <laughs> where they're like skating and a band playing on the deck. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, but where it being where it was, it's like right on the like the second main street in Mornington. Yeah. So it got shut down pretty quick. Really? But it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, no cops came to this one. They were playing pretty loud. Like I was expecting them to I was expecting them to be like cops to come at least and be like, hey, what's going on? But no cops came. So the neighbors were pretty cool about it, I thought. Yeah, sweet. Um That's what you want. Yeah, it was awesome. And then the next weekend, or the next weekend, the next night, I went to their Sydney show. Um, a few of the fellas came over like that day, watched a bit of the basketball, a bit of the cricket. I went to the pub, um, went to a few pubs and then, yeah, saw the bands play. Uh, Alira played, Keepsake um, played and they were like incredible, arguably probably won the weekend, to be honest. Um, I said Revoid played from Brisbane. They were good to see again. Um, and Satellites were Satellite played the Sydney show and they're a band that I've, I don't know if I've spoken about them on here before, or if I've just spoken to them to you before, um, mm-hmm. but they're, they're really special. They're really good. Awesome. I've, 
I don't know, I hadn't heard of them until they got announced on this tour, yeah. and I was like, that's a cool name, I'm going to check them out, and they're, they're pretty good, they're really good. I mean, there's some really good music in Sydney. Like, we, we've spoken about, fuck, Finding Better Health um, quite a bit, and, and I think Satellites were Satellite. They're very different, but they've kind of got this kind of raw, like, cool, like, screamo edge to them that, that I think you could probably, like, bucket them two together in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I hope they play more shows because I just really want to see them. There's some really cool bands in Sydney that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, it's such a spread out, like vast area, Sydney too. So, like, yeah. I think like the shows are in like pockets. It's it's yeah it's really hard to get to when Melbourne's they're, they're like, in Melbourne. It's just as big. Yeah. yeah. It's like concentrated. So you go to like Stay Gold and you see these bands yeah. and you go to Northcote and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, yeah, it's a bit easy to get to. Um, yeah. So that was on the Saturday, big night. And then the Sunday, he backed it up again. Um, it was actually good. I spent the whole weekend with um, a good friend of the podcast, Big Papa Dewey, Jackson. Um, I think he spent. I spent Friday with him and then he spent Saturday and Sunday with me. Uh, it was just a good weekend with mates. Um, but the Sunday show, I know you went to the show on the Friday. So what shows have you been to mm-hmm. recently? Uh, I've only been to the one show and that was No Pressure at Stay Goal yeah. with, um, with AWOL and I can't say it, Zalm? Zalm? Oh, did they play your show? Like yeah. PSALM. Oh. Yeah, they were really good. Um, one of the members of AWOL plays guitar in in Zam oh, as really? well. So, yeah, they were really good. Uh, no pressure were unbelievable. Fuck, so that was the show I went to on the Sunday um, to cap off the weekend. Maybe one of my favourite shows of all time. Yeah, me too. Um, what was the energy like at your show for, the, for them? Mate, it was unreal. So it started off with AWOL, and so they're like Melbourne hardcore. There's a bit of a cult following, following with them. So, like, seeing he gets up, he's like... Similar build, like similar size to you. Big, he's, a, he's a big boy, man. He's solid, but he yeah. like looks like I don't look imposing. This man is like no, he looks yeah. imposing. Like you get in his way, he'll like yeah. fucking knock you over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And basically, he took one step on stage, and the whole about three meters by the width of the stage opened up, and it was just two step city. Yeah. If you're on the edge, you're getting Knocked. launched into. Yeah. The guy lost his front row. So oh, I did of, see that. That photo was fucking gnarly ass. Yeah, it was gross. I, saw, I walked past him and he was going out. Yeah, it's epic. And um, yeah, then no pressure started and it was just people up on stage, people jumping off stage, Parker's uh, stage diving. Yeah. And like, it was just, it was awesome. I saw footage today of... Um, Someone must have put it on TikTok, but in Brisbane, Parker was in the pit two stepping to AWOL. Yeah, I gotta find I gotta find it. I think it's someone we might have known who was in Brisbane. I'm not sure. I think I saw it on TikTok in like the friends bit. I was like, what the fuck? I was half asleep last night, but it was so cool. And like we saw Parker with the story so far before Christmas. Uh when they're here for good things. And we were talking about we were talking about the stage presence, right? And how he's pretty chill. He kind of stands at the mic and sings. And I was really keen for no pressure because we've seen the videos. We've seen the Sound and Fury videos. We've seen fucking Firefest, any of those YouTube videos. And he goes off and uh, he delivered. 
it was one of the coolest shows yeah. I've been to. Um, and he was wearing like the AWOL hat. He was wearing like primitive blast t-shirt. Like he was, he was so good in Sydney. Um, just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Like that put them in front of story so far for me in my, like, I have a short history with, with story so far yeah. anyway, but I think no pressure that like the covers they played, like his stage presence that they were just fun. Ca- they like, played carousel. Um, and yeah. they play the what, what they play Grinspoon song up here. I'm pretty sure. Is that right? They played not the same by Body Jar. Body Jar. Body Jar. Sorry, that was right. Sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah. Um. That that the crowd went nuts for those two songs. Like absolutely, I can believe they were it. crazy good. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was awesome to see. Yeah. Like just. And I don't really think they're much of a like a hardcore traditional hardcore band i think they're more of like a punk band but still they bring that hardcore energy and like the guys at last ride records are doing great things bringing out these bands because they're doing like one step closer later on the month wait for that next month and um and heaps of really good things i want to say i mean we've been talking a lot about i mean okay taking a step back i love the story so far but that no pressure set trumped what we saw at good things in the sideshow um so no doubt i can see where you're coming from with that i don't know that would be up there with one of my favorite parker cannon shows but i've been i've seen some crazy stories so far one so it's hard to say um but like you said we've been talking a lot about this whole hardcore thing and like i think i said on one episode or just to someone no pressure is the story so far for people that are too cool for pop punk i'm gonna stand by that like (laughs) i'll go to my grave with it and I've been listening to a lot of the story so far and no pressure this year. And I honestly think the difference is no pressure is very bass driven. Um, mm-hmm. And the story so far is very guitar driven, like a, like electric guitar driven. And even when you hear the riffs, the pop punk stuff is very guitar driven, like, and, and the hardcore stuff's bass. And I think that's the distinguished, that's a distinguishing feature between the two. That's not my, my scientific take, but yeah, I think that's just <laughs> the feel of every song feels very similar for No Pressure. And the story so far, yep. although similar, is still different enough. There's a bit of, yeah, yeah there's a bit of a bit more variety, but I think the length of the number of songs they've got, the length of the album, yeah. the album kind of makes that. But Hardcore's very much like that. That's it, the, yeah. The songs are very similar. The riffs aren't very it's, like, it's all about yeah, the pop punk riffs are very like, not technical, but more like yeah. doing shit to your brain. The No Pressure stuff is very much, it feels like a hardcore song in a way. Yeah. No, Um, I get it. And I agree. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's just accessible. It's fun. And that's all. Yeah. That's so fun. I wasn't expecting to have a, have a, uh, a a very big mosh. I was pretty knackered after the weekend being with the two gigs. I don't think I've been, I don't think I've gone that hard in a pit. Like, and we, I went pretty hard at the story so far. Um, this was a whole nother level. I was dripping head to toe. I two-stepped for the first time in like a long time. I was, my hats were like ruined. Um, I was just so sweaty. It was, it was gross, but one of the most fun I've had at a show nearly ever. Now you met Parker at the start uh, before the show, didn't you? This was really cool. So we went to the pub earlier because I'm telling you, if you're in Sydney and you go to the Lansdowne, um, even just for a pub a pub feed, they've got these like souvlakis. It's like an open plate souvlaki. 
and it's incredible. So we got there early wanting to get one of these before the show and they fucking sold out. Um, that was so devo. <laughs> and we got this like cheeseburger that was pretty good, but it wasn't a fucking lamb sort of lucky. Um, but Parker rocks up and all of the band rocks up and I'm just like, holy shit. Like I'm nervous as Parker's like my hero. I mean, we spoke on the story so far pod, like they're up there in one of my top five favorite bands. And I was just so nervous when he walked in Jackson, the legend he is, was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, that's odd because Parker was sitting just next to <laughs> where the door is to the bathroom. And he went down there and I look over and he's talking to him and I'm like, fuck, I'm too much of a pussy to get up and, and go and talk to him. Jackson came back and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I went up to him and I'd never gotten, I felt like a fucking One Direction fanboy kind of thing. Like I just was choked up. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't get words out of my mouth. Yeah. We ended up having a good convo and I talked about, we talked about, you know, all the gigs I've seen him play at. And he was like, how good Australia has been this time around. And the weather was much better now than when it was for good things and just heaps of stuff like that. And he was just really nice about it. We got a photo. And it was um, an awesome way to start the year and cap off a great weekend. Yeah, nice. I um, He walked past me yeah. three times just before, like in between, um, before, while AWOL was setting up. And I was like, oh, that guy's wearing a Firefest t-shirt, yeah. like Triple B Records. I'm like, double taked. And he's got the hat yeah. down past his eyes so no one can see him. And I was like... Really would like to get a photo with him, but I'm standing in the middle yeah. of the pit. There's like 60, 70 people around yeah. me. I'm like, it's hard. I can't do that to the man. So I kind of left it. He went past like two other times. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> 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 Hello there. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. <laughs> like, give someone the thumbs up. So like, like he knew that I knew who he was. Oh, that's so cool. Because like, you could, he could get, I'd. I would not want that if I was No, nah, my mentality. And you don't want to be that guy. I mean, there was like no one at the pub yeah. at the time when we did this. So yeah. it was fine. Um, I felt it was fine. He was really appreciative too. Like even his whole, like all the people he were with were like, oh, so stoked that mm-hmm. people were coming up and saying hello. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a real special moment. And I mean, like I've been in plenty of situations like you have where someone's walked past and you're like, I'd love to just grab them and be like, hey, like I love you. <laughs> but um, this is... This is not um, band related, but I had one where I didn't say anything. Who was it? I was walking down South Bank with um, with Lauren. It was like our third date, yeah. third or fourth date, really early on. Cricket World Cup is on. Oh, no. Who was it? Such and Tendulkar. You're kidding me. the other way. And I went, <gasps> and he had two guys with him, no one around. And I just stopped, weed a little. And then was like, just in awe. And Lauren's like, "Who was that?" And I was like, "That's just the, one the, of greatest, the greatest players of all time, yeah, ever, ever, ever." Yeah. Like, he, and then I ex- like went on to explain that he has to go shopping, like grocery shopping, like four in the morning because he just gets mobbed it's and nuts. all this kind of stuff. One of my biggest regrets is not asking him for a photo, but it's the same reason, like he gets asked oh, trillions of times. Yeah, I think um, so. Fuck that! That would have been a special photo. Yeah. Um, actually, talking about uh, sports people that we've seen, uh, the, the, yesterday uh, at Coles, I walked past Josh Kennedy from the Sydney Swans. <laughs> yeah, no. With his kid, no, I wanted to stop and be like, "Hey," but <laughs> I didn't. And that's how I got for him. Imagine if I walked past someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I got a funny story about him because he, um, my brother used to live with Andreas Everett, yeah. and they were around the footy club. Yeah, the um, the trainers actually stopped put banned him from the gym because he Kept was going. too ripped. Fuck, he's so ripped. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> he's uh, so ripped. Should we start a sport podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, fuck. Anyway, yeah. yeah, that's that's been it. So <laughs> yeah, so that, that and then. Fuck, what else? It's just been not much. Not much has been happening. Work's been good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I go back to work tomorrow as this is being recorded. When this comes out, in my first day back in a couple of weeks. So, nice. not really looking forward to that. But uh, I have had some pickups, some mail come in in the last couple of weeks. So, you want to get into that? Pickups. Let's do it. Um, what have you got? What have you had come in? Um, I've had. Or they these just came in t- today. Yep. So I got anxious, the never better EP. Lovely. And I got um, ways away, the ways away iron chick split. Yep. So it's just a standalone single, and the the ways away song is and for a moment I don't want to die. Yep. And the iron iron chick song is called cat gut. Nice. Funny name, but they're a pretty cool punk band. I need to listen to them. A bit yeah. More. Cool. And I also got the better half EP. Maybe I was wrong. Yep. Uh, the white one from Resist. So I picked that up on like Amazon for like $18 shipped. Yeah, nice. I saw that up after the Parish Fest um, announcement went up. Very good. And they're really good. They're really good. They're like, I'm not sure what happened or why I haven't heard them earlier. But yeah, they kind of. Glad I'm on I got it. into them around the same time I was into Stuck Out. They were playing a lot of shows yep. at the same time. Um, they were just a Melbourne band that just played. I didn't realize they were even signed to Resist. I didn't even realize they were vinyl until you said, hey, there's some at Resist. Go go buy one. I was like, shit. How did yeah. I not even know that existed? Um, but they've been quiet for a yeah. long time. Um, well, Matt from Thornhill yeah. or ex-Thornhill is a guitarist in the band. Yeah. So maybe that that's what he's kind of picking up after leaving leaving them. Yeah. Um, I... That Parish Fest lineup was was sick, and better better half is going to be um, a really good time. I'm super keen for that. Is that all you've gotten since the last episode? I think so. Um, oh yeah. Well, it looks like the tables have turned because I have gotten quite a bit. <laughs> so, um, whereas it was you last time, it is I. So. Yep. Um, what have I gotten recently? So you got the anxious EP, um, mm-hmm. uh, someone selling these on AVVC, uh, also had two other seven inches. So the new shape seven inch and the core from you storybook seven inch. So, um, I picked them up, uh, which was really cool. And that, that storybook's great. Um, I mean, not from a vinyl point of view, but just, I've never had a packaging like that. So I thought that was really cool. Mm. It's like the lyrics of the storybook. And there's not really any like yeah, fancy it's art. It's just, it's just kind of cool. Like, I'm like, I'm never, yeah. I'll never spin it again. I spun it once when I got it, but <laughs> nice to have. <laughs> um, and then I had a, had a few things come last week. Uh, I had the second grayscale record adornment come through. They just repressed oh, that yeah. recently, and I've been after that um, album for a long time. It's I think one of the greatest albums from that era of like alt pop punk kind of kind of scene alt rock scene um so i was really that came really fast yeah they had them in hand to ship and then i, I shipped them straight here because 
it was like a five dollar difference from shipping it straight here to Com yeah. Gateway, and I'm like, fuck, whatever. I'll just ship it right here. Yeah, probably cost you more from Com Gateway anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I picked up the better half EP that I just mentioned from Resist. I also finally picked up Praise All in a Dream. Um, yes, good boy. Yeah, I've been wanting that for a while now. I don't love it as much as you, but I think it's just. You're, you're you're rubbing off on me a bit, Dave, with this whole like more punk sound in a way. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. I need to get myself a copy of that. Uh, I got the Some Heard Trouble uh, Sweet Tooth Lathe Seven Inch by Stiff Cut Records. Um, oh yes, actually, I got one of those as well, which sounds really good. I think it sounds great. Um, and the not the B side, it's on the it's on the side A, but the um the Blink cover they do on that is really cool. It's like the main reason I bought it, to be honest. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> It is a great cover. I was uh, happy to get that. And then... What number did you get? Oh, fuck. I asked for number 12. Can you believe this? First time I've ever put in the notes, can you please send me a number 12 if it's available? Send me a fucking 15. Yep. What number did you get? Oh, eight. Ah, oh, it's a good number. So there was a 12 and it's gone out somewhere. That's all right. That's all right. Dang. You, you, you win some, you lose some. Um, the big box that I got recently, um, was from a good friend, Cody. I think we've spoken to him about him a few times on the pod. We're going to have to get him on this yep. year. Um, cause I know he's helped us both Absolutely. out with some real sweet records. Um, but he's been a legend holding these for a minute for me. Um, but I got a, another copy of the last goodbye by burden and the black and blue smash, which I've kind of been trying to chase down for a hot minute. Um, so it was great to finally get that. I got uh, Unsilent Death by Nails, the green 15th mm-hmm. anniversary um, copy, which I was so stoked to get. Um, the Doom soundtrack box set, just on black, um, but also like those songs are so sick. And Mick Gordon like absolutely kills it on that soundtrack. So I've been wanting to get that for a hot minute. Uh, and then the two that I was really stoked about that, that I got from him was I finally got myself a copy of A Flash Flood of Color, um, the Blue Marble that he actually got at retail and he's been holding it for me for a hot minute. So, and after I sold, I got that one for you. Um, mm-hmm. I've been really keen to get my hands on one. So I was really stoked to get that. And then the big one, um, which I've already posted on my Instagram, if you do follow me, <laughs> shameless plug at Philip underscore vinyl, but <laughs> uh, In Tongues by Joji, the second press clear. Um, one of, He's arguably become one of my favorite artists in the last few years. And... Yeah, I've just been tracking down his records and I just need to get the new one now, which I've already ordered and it'll come here eventually. And uh, yeah, it was great to get that. Um, they go for a bit too. So Cody Cody sorted me out. So yeah, really appreciative of that. Yeah, pretty good mail day. Very good. We love you, Cody. Um, but yeah, have you got uh, much more? Co- have you got anything coming in this week? Anything exciting? Um... I don't think so. I'm about to put my last payment down on the Jane Doe um, that I was I was looking for. So nice. I had a guy on Discogs that I, I bought a few things from. So he he put it uh, he took it down for me, and um, nice. yeah, I'll get that sorted tonight. So that's that? another Grail ticked off. Beautiful. And I haven't. I think the only things that I've got are coming are. Coming from Com Gateway, Ooh. if that's been sorted. Yes, I need to reach out um, for payments on that because that was not cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think um, there's some good records there actually, so I'm keen for that as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll move on. We'll go back to the second segment that you you so yeah. um, <laughs> generously over, skipped over, Dave. <laughs> um, but no, that's all right. Let's get into it, play the intro, and we'll go over it on the other side. Here you go, Ralph. <gasps> you choo-choo choose me? Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day, Dave. What are you doing on Valentine's Day? Putting the kids to bed. Putting the kids to bed. Probably get a headache too. Lauren's working. Probably get a headache as well, yeah. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Got a cracker. <laughs> no, um, Valentine's Day is coming up and we were thinking because we, we try to release these every two weeks on a Tuesday. Maybe that'll change because we probably need to put more episodes out, but um at the moment, we aim for every two weeks on a Tuesday, and unfortunately, the next Tuesday after this is Valentine's Day. Um, and I thought, what could we do for that? Let's do our own. The press conference podcast presents love song dedications. What do you What are your thoughts on this? Oh yeah, um, I think it's great. I think it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, we we like emo music, right? We like sad music, and within all that, there's a heap of really good love songs. And yep. Gold 104, <laughs> whatever the fucking stations are, Richard Mercer's love song, Dedication, isn't going to play. That was on Fox, bro. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. I didn't know that. Anyway, Fox in Melbourne, I don't know. What the, I don't know. Sydney. But I thought, fuck it. Why don't we, why don't we get <laughs> um, some love song dedications going on the pod? We'll do a little radio hour, um, mm-hmm. play these songs. And, you know, if people want to send in a message to their loved ones or... You know, you want us to read a message on behalf of yourself? Send them through, and we'll we'll play them in an episode. And yeah, we'll listen to some some sad love songs together. I, I thought it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it could bring up some good memories. It could bring up some bad ones. Yep. Like uh, I've already started working on my little message to 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 my Lauren. Oh, I thought you were going to send one. To Are we doing our own? I thought you were going to send one to me. Of course, we're doing our own. But I thought you were going to send one to me, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I can. I'll, we'll just slot aside two, um, two songs each. Do you already have an idea of what song you're going to pick? Yes. Mm, lovely. I have no idea which one I'm going to pick. I've got a few to pick from, so. Yeah. Um, you won't even pick mine. Like, you wouldn't even get it. I probably won't. I probably won't. No. Um, and they don't have to be emo songs. I know we talk about it, but fuck, you want to put a bit of Taylor Swift in there? Go ahead. Like, we're going to play it. Dave will reluctantly edit it into the playlist, but it's fine. <laughs> oh no, add add what you want. It can be pop rock; it doesn't have yeah. to be anything that we like. It's it's your message, it's your song. Um, yeah. So I think it, it's going to be a fun little thing that we'll um, we'll continue on yeah. throughout the throughout the next few years. Hopefully, if we're still going, yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll put some instructions in the in the bio for the episode uh we'll get some things going around on socials you'll see pop up but essentially just give me dave or the podcast a message um whether it be a note whether it be an audio clipping uh and your song and who you want to dedicate it to and we'll put it in the next episode and um have a bit of fun with it yeah and i think if you don't want your significant other to have a headache on (laughs) valentine's day evening yeah Send through a voice message. Yeah. And just maybe we may be able to sort out a little clip or something yep. to send through to you. Yep. Um, yeah. I think that'd be a nice little touch. And actually, oh, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. If you don't want 
if you want it to be anonymous, you can do that as well. Send us through a message and don't tell us who yeah. it's for. We'll fucking read it anyway. Yeah. We'll, yeah. <laughs> We've done a lot worse totally for a lot less. Yeah, sweet. So next episode, love song dedications by us. Let's go. I'm pumped. It's going to be so much fun. Before we move on, Dave, I know there's another thing in our yeah. in our agenda, but the Hottest 100 was on the weekend. And did you listen to any of it? I listened to like a 45-minute block, maybe an hour. How much did you have? Look at the kids and stuff. Um, a lot. Lovely. All right. Why? I'm just curious. Let's get into the next topic. <laughs> or the next, <laughs> next. How much did you hate it? I loved it. I, I don't think I hated it, but I like. There's no point in me commenting on it because I didn't vote. I don't listen to Triple you didn't J. Vote. I know exactly what the demographic is. You're the reason why Slowly Slowly me. and My Chemical Romance didn't poll in the top 100, Dave. Oh, I've seen shame. a lot of these posts. So let's let's talk about this quickly. All right. So the, the Slowly Slowly fan page. There's four and a half thousand people on there. Not enough. So if, if every if everybody voted for the same song, they probably get one one twenty maybe one seventy five. I got one thirty. <laughs> one thirty. Yeah. yeah. So like the just the pop reach is bigger, and people still need to stop complaining because it's just. I'm gonna keep complaining. Like, it doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep complaining. I'm, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like all those people that compl- like voted for Taylor Swift when she doesn't get played on the station. They complained when they took all the votes away. Like it's just she was robbed that year. It's not in the spirit of the the count. All right, Dave. All right, Dad. Do you think? <laughs> oh, I guess. Um, yeah, just, I know that you like pop music. I'm not going to bring it down. There was some good. There was some great songs on mm. it, but. I just I didn't have the I wasn't in the position to listen. So no, all, all fair. I know that fl- flume 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 one. one. Yeah, uh, and has he won it before? Yeah, or is it Chet Faker the one. Uh, they both have won it. Yeah, um, okay. but he's only won it once before, so it was pretty. I think it was pretty special. I don't I don't love the song, but I've I've been a fan of his for a long time. So although I don't listen to him much yeah. anymore, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, he's a good vibe. But I think the representation we got in our scene. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon in the late 30s, I think, was the highest we got, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, everyone's favorite pop punk legend, Machine Gun Kelly, make it midway through the countdown. Actually, 69. 69. It was quite nice, actually. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had Parkway Drive and Amity crack it around the 90, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. That MGK song isn't bad. No, not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, that album has some good songs on it. It has a lot of bad songs, but it has some good songs. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, let's move on to the next uh, part of the podcast, Dave. What do we got today? We've got pressing suggestions. Oh, what have you got for me? I have an album that I slept on. It's just turned a year old. Oh, here we go. What? I know what it is. Yeah, I know, because we've been talking about it a lot, and I... I'm really upset with myself that I kind of didn't click with this album until it was too late for our rankings of last year. So I'm talking about Green Little House, Little Greenhouse by Anxious. In all fairness, Dave, to both of us, right? And we've spoken about this 
through it like last year. Yeah. It came out at a time where Cold of Luna had just come out or was about to come out. Um, Rolly Tomasi had just come out. Uh, there was a lot of music out that we were really keen for. I think it just we just missed mm-hmm. it, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm upset at myself. I'm not upset at you. That's fine. But I'm also upset at myself. I'm trying to console both of us, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm glad that um, I think you bought it. Yeah, I bought it, and then I started listening to it. Yeah. and you've got the the butterfly as well. Yeah, is it the butterfly. Yeah, I saw it. I think I missed the first drop online because I had a really sweet press I wanted to get, um, and I missed it. And then I was at Resist one day, and I'm like, they have a copy. I'm going to run the dice, roll the dice on it, and mm-hmm. it was the the green and purple butterfly. And I'm I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I think it's a great record. I don't have enough butterflies, so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so I bit of background. You were talking about them. Um, Jeremy Bond put him on his first ever podcast um, radio hour, yeah. and then I'd listen to stuff on Spotify, and the radio would come on, and um, the song they have on the America's Hardcore. Mm compilation kept coming on like who's this band i kept checking i'm like oh dangerous again and then i go to the album and then i'll be like oh it's not really the same and then for for whatever reason it just started clicking with me and then all of a sudden we got to remember yeah i I think what you'd been listening to as well like one step closer you'd listen to but all these other more indie punk bands you would just i felt like i mean i can't speak on behalf of you but I felt you were discovering them more so and kind of coming around to that sound a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's, I can agree with that. And I think when it came out, like I spent most of last year listening to like abrasive power violence, screamo music as well. And I've really gone through like the last three months, I guess, has gone through a bit of a palate cleanse with some pop punk. You know why, Dave? It's summer. It's summer. And this this is the music of summer. It's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It's a beautiful record. Um, the songs I'm going to pick are bookends. So I'm going to pick the opener yeah. and I'm going to pick the closer. I love the closer. Oh man! And you, you know me. I love fast, heavy tracks. But then there's just a part of me that absolutely loves these slow jams, yeah. like ballady kind of songs. Like one of my favorite Thursday songs is "War All the Time," yeah. and that's like another like slow jam. Oh. So, like, it's just. It's just awesome, and I'm glad I grabbed it. Um, cooking vinyl when they had had a sale, so I kind of rolled the dice on it as well. I'm like, I'm just going to like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just made it, made up my mind, and I just love the guitars. I love this, just the range. Yeah. I love the the features as well, and and everything. So it's just a great all around album. Yeah, it's a great record. Um, I think like that last song. So what are the song names, Dave, for the people listening at home? Your one way street, and when you're gone. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and just when she sings, I'm not sure who it is that sings in it, but it's oh yeah, no one will miss you when you're gone, but I'll still love you. Yeah. Goosebumps. Goosebumps I think for me, that song, I love the last two songs on the record. We talk about Stretcher songs yeah. and really core from you, Banger. That was like their lead single. Um, the first song I yeah. heard from them was this song. And then Afternoon for me is my favorite. And I think it's just like mm-hmm. you said, the guitars and then how it flows into that last song. That's a great three... Three runner songs on an on an album. Yeah, um, it's rare to see them the last three as well. Like you, I will say though, you think last three songs on records is a, is a very elite company. If you can nail those, you've got some good songs on your. You got a good run on your hands. 
and a very good record as well. Because if they're some of your good song, like big number songs, yeah. if you're thinking of like Spotify, Spotify plays or something, yeah. like if people are paying attention all the way that the way through, then you've got a really banger album. Yeah, too. agree. That's a, that's yeah. a good suggestion this week, Dave. Thank you. What have you got for me? Um, well, um, surprise, I'm surprise. Gonna, I'm going to like it. Nah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> They're not underground enough for you, Dave. <laughs> um, the reason I asked about the Hottest 100 was I had a lot of fun listening to it this year. I think I had probably a few years ago gotten over the fact that I'm probably not going to hear my favorite songs or my votes in the countdown. Um, but I, I still, I think the last few years I found the countdown quite boring. Um, I think there was mm-hmm. too much of the same kind of music. Um, you know, like Lime Cordial had like dominated, um, Spacey Jane, even though I love them, had had a lot of songs in there. Bands like that, you know, Dear Seattle had a few songs in there. And then all of a sudden you've yep. got nearly half the countdown, which are the same indie rock bands that all kind of sound quite similar. Mm-hmm. I've got to be bored of it, even though I do love Spacey Jane. Um, this year though, I felt it was a fun countdown. The songs felt fun, and although I just sat on the couch and listened to it, if I was like out and about, I would have wanted to party. Like, and I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think I missed the days when the Hottest One Hundred was like you'd party to it. An event. Well, it used to be more sing along songs, right? Now it's kind of gone through mm-hmm. this transformation, and now it's kind of just like club party songs, really. Yeah. Um, and one of the people who polled a few times throughout the countdown was Fred again. Um, and I listened to these and I think I'd heard a sample or a part of a song once before. I kind of didn't really gravitate to it too much. Heard it on the countdown a few songs and I was like, holy shit, this is everything I like out of electronic music. It reminded me a lot of the samples you get in Joji records or Joji's more upbeat tracks. Um, I'm a big fan of people like Porter Robinson. It kind of took me back to my, like when I was going actually to club clubs and, and stuff like that, listening to true house music it kind of reminded me of all of that kind of combined. Um, and the samples that he uses in his songs are just so like just people talking, ordinary people talking about like feelings and just life. And he just makes, he just uses those samples in a way that I think really expresses a lot of emotion from that. And really at the end of the day, I just love music that makes me feel something right. That's why we talk about music Mm -hmm. without lyrics can be just as powerful as music with intense lyrics. Um, and I think, he does it quite well. So the album I'm picking is actual life three, January 1st to September 9th, 2022. <laughs> that's, a, that's the name of the record. And it's just so like, um, it's like, he's just fucking made it and put it out and just had fun with it. Like, it's not like this big, you know, production record. Um, but I just really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, so the songs I, so- I want to call out, I think of their uh, other popular songs, but um, the second and third track, so Isla Shudders and Delilah Pull Me Out of This, the second, a third track, those two tracks back to back are just absolutely like brilliant. And then Danielle's Smile on My Face, which I think was his most popular one, was just fantastic. And, and I loved it on the day, and I've listened to it a few times now listen to it at the gym or listen to it like at work and it's just kind of perfect for whatever. So big fan, big fan. And on payday, I'm definitely going to try and buy them on wax. <laughs> oh, he's got vinyl as well. Yeah, I'm just hoping they don't sell out before payday because I would like to buy it. <laughs> so he's, where's he from? Is he American? No, he's uh, from the UK. 
Okay. Yeah. He's actually coming for Laneway, so I should see him this weekend. Oh, good timing. Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of because um, Joji's playing at Laneway this weekend. I think that's been the main reason I want to go. And Turnstile pulled out, mm-hmm. so I was a bit bummed. But now that I, like Fred again's going to be there, I actually feel like I've got more reason to go. So I'm hoping I can find a cheap ticket on the lead up so I can see my boy Joji. I can have a cry. It's gonna, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Some good suggestions, some good range, some good chat about them. Yeah, I think it's been good. I, I can't believe I'm looking at the time. We've been recording for like nearly 40 minutes. We need to do more yep. regular podcasts because, I mean, this is probably the most, we haven't really spoken too much the last two weeks either. No. So this is <laughs> probably the most we've spoken. Have you been avoiding me? What have I done? Yeah, I'm just, um, you're not a fan of the tennis. So what's it to talk to you about? <laughs> yeah, Jerkovic. Oh, the goat. The goat. Sorry, hate to say it. Don't knock greatness. Anyways. Anyways, this isn't a sport podcast. <laughs> um, should we get into it? Yeah, let's go to the pressing topic. haven't read the name of the episode title that you're listening on on your phone you wouldn't know what we're talking about today but if you have welcome to our second episode of the year second pressing topic of the year uh it's festival season a decade on and it is a bit of a lonely summer when it comes to festivals at the moment (laughs) i think um there's not really anything to fill the void now that unify is gone unify would have happened really this weekend or last weekend the last three weeks um yeah I know laneways this week over the next few weeks, but it's just not the same as it used to be. Hey, that's a that's a bum festival. Laneway, they don't have a real venue. It's a laneway. Oh. Can I say the first laneway <laughs> I went to was actually in a laneway in Footscray, and now yeah. it's in a fucking park, and it sucks. It was so good when it was in a laneway. Um, yeah, I actually like. It. I think that's a great idea that it was in a laneway. It was in Footscray, man. Get a bowl of fucking Saigon's finest. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyways um, we're here to talk about Soundwave and Big Day Out 10 years on the lineups that we had 10 years ago the festivals we were at I'm assuming we were at you you went to any of these I went to Soundwave nice I didn't go to Big Day Out I was very lucky to go to both but before we get to that what were you doing 10 years ago I was I was in the same job (laughs) I was two years in (laughs) Still getting headaches. <laughs> Still getting headaches. Um, yeah, I was playing footy. Yep, coaching footy. Nice, and um, just really just enjoying gigs and shows and stuff. And wasn't really doing a lot. I can't remember. It was like ten years ago. T- yeah, two kids later. I think it was really cool um, was that we did the the twenty twelve a decade on for albums of the year and EPs of the year last December. We did that episode. It's funny now when I asked the question, where were we 10 years ago? I had there now finished high school. I was 18, 
starting like this was my first real festival season where I was I went to Falls Festival over New Year's. It was epic. I went to my you know first over eighteen Soundwave, my first over eighteen big day out, um, and I was just literally living my best life. <laughs> Maybe living a bit too hard because I fucked up uni that year, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Um, how big were Soundwave and Big Fuck. Day Out? Like, I only heard about Big Day Out. I only went to one, oh, and it was in 2009. That was 2009. Who played that year? Rage. Nice. Um, and I was more of a Soundwave guy. Oh, yeah. So, was, yeah. Scene. But watching like Big Day Out on Channel V through the summer. It was massive. It was huge. I loved it. Um, I, I think just the whole festival season that we had, I think to see festivals that big and those lineups were absolutely fucking stacked. Stacked. And yeah. and not just like we see some mini fests and stuff where the bands have gotten big and then kind of called it. These bands that were down the bill are now like the bands that would headline in 2023, right? Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. it's some crazy stuff that we've seen um, and we were so spoiled and I don't think in the moment I ever stopped to smell the roses to be honest um, and it kind of you took it for granted do you think I don't think I took it for granted I think the days were really special but I, I think I think back to what it was like being there and I remember like I saw my first sound wave I saw like all my favorite bands and I don't think I ever stopped to be like, this is the life. I think I just was so hyped mm-hmm. up in running around to set times to stages. And then I was exhausted by the end. And then I'm like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were so lucky. Yeah. Um, so, so lucky, man. Rage. So you remember oh, which like sound waves and, and big day outs that you went my to? My first sound wave was... 2010, maybe? Mm-hmm. Was that the My Chem year? There were two. I don't I can't remember. No, it was a big day out in the My Chem. I can't remember. No, the first one was Iron Maiden headlined. 30 Seconds of Mars were there. I think Bring Me were played. I can't even remember. 2009, 10. I think it was the Mummy year. Or was it the Pirate year? I fucking don't remember. Um, do you remember your first one? Yeah, I think it was like 2007 or 2008. Do you remember who headlined? So it was like Faith No More. Oh, that would have been so cool. That's when they had uh, Chat Roulette up on the big screen. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and it went to a guy having a wank. Oh, uh, that's so screen. funny. <laughs> um, I think Killswitch were on at the end as well. That's cool. Um but it was like scary kids, scaring kids. Oh, Let's on fire Thursday. That's that's like it. sitting color playing like Dallas Green playing in a little tent off to the side. That's awesome. to like fifteen people. Yeah, that's so like, fucking good. Um, Sayosin stuff like that. I mean, that was yeah. I remember seeing. I was in my first wall of death to asking Alexandria in the sheds at the back. <laughs> um, but yep. I remember that. I remember. I saw never shout never. And I remember there was like a set, like I was a really MySpace emo, it was we've spoken about. And I think there yeah. were these sheds. You remember the sheds and it was like one long shed and there was a stage at the other end. Mm-hmm. And so a band yep. would end and you'd fucking run to the other end. It was mm-hmm. like I see stars, the main, all time low, never shout never, fucking all these yeah. just pop punk, like Mayday played in there, I think. Like it was just the fucking day of my life. Um, 
and then Bring Me played. I thought Thirty Seconds to Mars. I fucking it was just the best. Like Soundwave was the best. I remember we saw Gallows in that shed. Yeah, and Frank. That would have been sick. Carter. Yeah, Frank Carter disappeared off stage, and he popped up at the other end. Really. And ran all the way through the crowd. <laughs> it was epic. That's really epic. Um, and you only went to one big day out. Did you go just for Rage or did you spend the whole day there? I spent the whole day there. So it was when it was on Australia Day, I think, or the day after. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure. But my brother had a ticket. Yeah. And he's like, and all of his friends started pulling out. Oh. And he called me up and we're at a party and I drank a box of cruisers. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> At this party, and two of my mates were going, and my brother rings me and goes, do you want to get a big day out? I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. <laughs> Woke up the next day, drove uh, drove up there. That's mad. Just had an epic day. So we saw like um, brand new, we saw heaps of bands. I can't remember who we saw. Yeah, so good. It was, yeah, such a great day. Um, yeah, I, I think... Big Day Out was really fun. And I think it was probably my first introduction into, like I went to Falls Festival, which really did feel like a crafty kind of festival. Whereas Big Day Out felt like your mainstream festival. And I don't mean that because that's like an obvious comment. I mean it because the crowd was very different. Um, And I'd never experienced crowds that big, firstly, because the crowds they got were absolutely bonkers. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we'll talk about- And it's in the city and stuff. And we'll talk about the headliner for Big Day Out in 2013. Um, but I remember seeing there being like, this is, it's almost like the videos you saw at like Woodstock, but without the chaos yeah. and the ground was like fucking rocking. It was just some of the he- most hectic things I've ever seen. And I think it made me realize how big some bands are and I'm not dumb. Like I know these bands are huge, but yeah, it was some, some nuts, nuts times. Yeah. Sometimes you have to see it to believe it. Like videos just don't give it justice when you're actually in the crowd. No. Um, so we'll start with Soundwave. Yeah. So the year is 2013. Uh, Soundwave had, um, it was like their, uh, native American Indian theme, Aztec-y kind of vibe. Yeah. 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 That was always had themes. That was kind of the theme for the year. Uh, it was their 10th anniversary as well. Um, which I thought was pretty wild. I don't even re- I didn't even know Soundwave existed in two thousand and three. No, me either. It must have been really small. Should have fucking looked up who played Soundwave two thousand and three. Who do you think would have headlined Soundwave two thousand and three? Probably, probably Metallica again. I don't think they did. It would have been like someone like Alice in Chains or someone that came out of like out of the nineties, pretty big. Here we go. Oh wow. It was how, so, okay, this is interesting. Sorry, I've just been doing a bit of Joe Rogan research, you know, off the side as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually called Gravity Soundwave, the first one. Yeah. And okay. it was held in, on the 14th and 15th of October, 2004. October. And it was a two-dayer. Wow. Who would have thought that the two-day would come back and bite them in the ass after it was so good to them yeah. in that first year? <laughs> so who do you think headlined it? I thought like someone like Alice in Chains or maybe like Offspring or something. Everyone's favorite American pop punk band, Good Charlotte, headlined the first Soundwave. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah. They were probably peaking then. Gyros- Gyroscope, uh, $1 Short played. And then the following night, Unwritten Law, 
Regurgitator, MXPX, Lagwagon, and Last Year's Hero. Wow, wait, that was stacked punk lineup. And then next year, so this is just really interesting. It stayed in October. Oh my god, this is sick. Uh, Grinspoon headlined with Unwritten Lore mm-hmm. again, Real Big Fish, and Goldfinger. Yes. What a fucking! So I'm going. This is sick. 2006. It was the first. It was the last time they caught it. The Gravity Soundwave, and mm-hmm. it was headlined by Aiden. Can you believe that? That's a throwback. Oh yeah, I saw Aiden at um, Taste of Chaos. Nice. Uh, gyroscope played again. Kiss Chasey, Parkway Drive, yep. The Getter Plan, and oh, Good Night Nurse. Did you listen to them? Yeah. Fuck, they sure were what so good, bro. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would see that. I would, that I would listen to them, but I'm listening to them straight after this episode. Fuck it, we're going to put one of their songs at the end of the episode. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, they're not even in thousand. Who gives a fuck? Long who gone. gives a fuck? Uh, they were they were a fucking solid band. How good's that? Good night, nurse. Woo. So, well, I mean, let's talk about the Melbourne League in particular. This one was in March. Um, was, was Sam Wave always this late? I think it was right. No, this is, yeah, so... So no big day out was always around that Australia Day weekend. Yeah, so I always remembered it, yeah, being March or like... Maybe you had the same spot as like Good Things does now, like before Christmas. Oh. But I can't remember. I remember it being March. So, so Flemington, 1st of March. It's a 10-year anniversary. Um, I'm just going to rattle off a few of the headliners. I'm just going to rattle off the headliners first and we'll get into yeah. the other bands. Why are we just talking about Melbourne? We're not, but did you go to the other ones? <laughs> I went to Adelaide. Did you go to Adelaide for this? Yes. All right. Well, tell me about that story. How did that happen? Why did you go to Adelaide? There was a bunch of us that, um, uh, two guys in our like friendship group went the year before and that we knew them from yep. through footy and stuff. They went the year before to Adelaide and they're like, it's bigger, it's better, more spread out. There's trees everywhere. There's shade. It's just like a better setup than... And it's just not as busy. And was it was it like that? Like, yeah. Did you enjoy it more than Melbourne? Yeah, I reckon. Well, it was like twenty. It was of a boys' us trip. Went. Yeah, that's that's there. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. So we booked out like two, three full rooms in the the backpackers. Nice in the main street of Adelaide. Flew in on the Friday. Flew out six a.m. on the Sunday morning. Fuck, that's brutal. And one of the guys actually went to Melbourne, got the red eye. Oh, really? Saturday morning to, and then um, Did Saturday as well. to Adelaide. Yeah. <sighs> and flew out with us on Sunday. Fuck, I wish I knew you back then, Dave. I would have loved to have done something like that. <laughs> it was it was so good. Like you walk through Adelaide, you got, there was like this burrito place. You got this massive burrito. It's like. I love burritos. Epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll headline by. And probably, oh, this is insane. Metallica, Linkin Park, Blink-182 were your three headliners. Holy mm-hmm. shit, that is... Well, looking back at this lineup, and even just getting to there, I'm like, whoa. Like, that is special. Yeah. Especially you're paying, like... I think it was, like, $150 for the ticket. Yeah. You'd be paying, to see all three of those, you'd be paying, like, $360, $400 yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Which is just nuts, in my opinion. But yeah, how much? Actually, in saying that, do you remember how much it cost? I think it was like one hundred and thirty, maybe one hundred and twenty. Oh, it wasn't that cheap. It was, or maybe there was special tickets you got. I'm not sure, but the price I could find one hundred and eighty-seven dollars for this lineup. Really? And you had to pay two dollars extra 
if you lived in Sydney and Perth, but public transport was free with your ticket. <laughs> okay. I've done my research today, Dave. It's 2023. We're coming in hot with, with okay. the research. <laughs> um, yeah. But still, that's cheap. That's cheaper than... Is that cheaper? It's about the same price as festivals today. And I've just named three bands who alone you would probably have to pay 150 bucks each. Same prices, same prices, Mike Hem and Jimmy Eat World. I think Blink was that expensive too. Blink was like 100. Blink was 182. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Um, and I think one thing before we get into the lineup, how long, I mean, you've seen the notes, Dave. So did, I don't hope you didn't look. Did you see how long Metallica played for? They played like an hour and a half. Did they play it in, or at, at um, the only um, set times I could find was the Sydney one, but they played for two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, 7 yeah. 45 for- to 10 PM. Yeah. That is a lot of Metallica. That is a lot of a headliner. Yeah. Actually, I have the Adelaide set. Do you? Because they record all their sets. So I've got the Adelaide set. I could probably tell you how long it was and all the songs. That's really cool. But we, um, that was, I remember seeing it and I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, we're going. Yeah. And then this group chat started, all these groups started and they're like, we're going to Adelaide. I'm like, I'm in. Fuck yeah. How good would that have been? Um, yeah. So I thought that was pretty hectic, but. Uh, I'm just going to go through some of the lineup. That's I'm going to go down the poster and, and do my best as it gets smaller. Um, but like these bands I had here, so the three headliners, Perfect Circle, The Offspring, Paramore, Slayer, Cypress Hill, Bullet For My Valentine, Stone Sour, Bring Me The Horizon, Sum 41, All Time Low. And now it's like the writing gets pretty low, like small from here. And you've mm-hmm. got like Billy Talent, yeah. Ghost, Mind The Self-Indulgence, Amity Affliction, Fuck, you get even lower. Shy Halud were there. Periphery, The Wonder Years, um, Pierce the Veil, um, Madball, <laughs> Chunk No Captain Chunk. Crossfaith was the last band on the list. Um, they opened. We they see, opened, we bro. That's, that's absolutely crazy. And there's so many more bands here. Who the fuck else was here that is like the Deer Hunter epic? Cancer Bats are small on the lineup. Gallows are here as well. There's just like Motion City soundtrack. Like there's just everywhere you look, there's bands, bro. You look how high Stone Sour is. Yeah. They played the next set after Cross Faith in Adelaide. That's hectic. There's like 200 people there. That is absolutely hectic. Um, I thought it was pretty crazy that the bands that opened in the Sydney one that I was looking at, North Lane, Fozzie and Dragon Force, they were within the first six bands of the day. Mm-hmm. If you put North Lane would be they headline festivals now, you know, yeah, like in Australia anyway with full tilt stuff. But still, like they played it. Fuck, they played yeah. a half an hour set. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, um, Singularity probably just came out. Yeah, um, and like Bring Me the Horizon, Amity, Ghost, all played on a small stage. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you, At the same time as Metallica, all offspring. I have on this one, yeah, Bring the Horizon started at 7.20 and Metallica started at 7.45. And then Amity yeah. played 8.30 to 9, Sleeping at 9.20 to 10. And what, all while Metallica are playing. <laughs> crazy. Unbelievable. So I think the crazy thing about this, so I, I, I think I've said it to you or other people, Metallica are the last of the big metal bands that I haven't seen live. Um, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't see them this day because I was stuck at every other set other than Metallica. 
Um, I saw Bring Me. Yep. Um, I saw Lincoln Park. I saw Blink. I saw The Offspring. And I saw a bit of Chunk No Captain Chunk. And I didn't see Metallica at all. Wowie. I'm not, I don't regret it because I saw Lincoln Park. Um, Bring Me is like one of my favorite bands still to this day, as well as Blink. But if I don't ever get to see Metallica, I hope they come out with their new album. Um, I'll be pretty. I'll be pretty shitty at myself. Yeah, and they were playing some unbelievable sets. It's not like they're they're one of those bands that won't play the same set through a tour. Yeah, especially like a festival tour. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, what what do you, what do you remember from the day? Like, what were your favorite sets? If you can, if you can think back that far. It was super hot and... As they always were. They were always fucking hot days. I yeah, never understood how it just steaming. happened. Yeah. It never rained. I think we had one cold one and that was probably two years before that. Yeah. Um, I remember we went, we saw Cross Faith early. Then we saw some Stone Sour. Went and saw Confession. Yep. Um, just roamed around in like the afternoon. Yep. Um, saw some of the Vandals. Some Billy Talent, some forty one. Yep. Then really just set up for the afternoon, evening with like Blink, um, Lincoln Park. Yeah. I think we saw some of the perfect circle as well, and then just hung around for Metallica mm. and it was huge. Yeah. I think I remember my day was very much pretty frantic. Just seeing all the like the more seen bands, I guess, at the time. Um mm-hmm. Like the, the start of the day, like like I said, North Lane started early. Um, Miss May I played right after them. Motion City Soundtrack, All Time Low. Um, fuck, Chelsea Grin played. Amity, Bring Me. I saw all of these bands like throughout the, the early part of the day. It's just nuts to think yeah. about, to be completely honest. I didn't even make it to the main stage until like the afternoon uh, when I finally when yeah. I finally saw like Lincoln Park and Paramore. Like it's crazy to think that. Um, yeah, the stage three, four, and five, and the image you've got is so stacked. So stacked. Like, Vision of Disorder. Like, nuts. They were gone in the 90s. That's the original lineup as well. Confession played at if, three, and then Shai Halud play at four. And Madball at five. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's so much talent on those stages. We'd be we'd be blessed yeah. to get a tour of that now, let alone playing yeah. on stage six <laughs> out of six. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, the, like the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I think I was doing a bit of reading about this lineup and cause it was a 10 year, there was actually a little bit I could find, and this is going to be really funny. I thought, I mean, before I get to this next quote that I read, where do you think this stacks up in Soundwave? Like, is this their peak or was their peak had already happened? Hmm. That's a good question. It's probably their peak in range. Yeah. Probably not the peak lineup for me. Fair. If that makes sense, yeah. So like, this it was probably is very top heavy for me. Yeah. So like, as I said, I spent a lot of my time at like stage one and two, yeah. um, and a little bit around like stage five. Yeah. I didn't even go to stage six, which is like way at the back. Yeah. Where it was in Adelaide, yeah. but it's like um, a tiny stage two, which is nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I kind of wish I went, but. Like, what can you do? Yeah, there's so many bands. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about it. I think this might be their peak lineup. I mean, when you've got Metallica, Linkin Park, and Blink, or headlining, and then below that, you've got Offspring, Slayer, A Perfect Circle, you know, that's 
pretty special. Um, but I think it felt I think collapsed pretty quickly after this. I think this is the last good, well-rounded sound wave from a from a punter's point of view. There might have been yeah. shit happening in the background as we 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 come to find out. AJ Matter wasn't paying bands for, for like empty promises or that stuff. But I think this yeah. might have been the last well-rounded one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and while we've been doing that, I've been doing my own little Joe Rogan research. So. Um, <laughs> Metallica played for two hours and two minutes Nuts. in Adelaide. This is what they recorded. So they played twenty-one songs. Oh, that's hectic. Like including like solos and stuff like that as well. There's like a Kirk's two Kirk solos. They finish with like Seek and Destroy. Yeah. Um but it's completely different to the Melbourne one. Different lineup. Different like set list. Yeah. Different set list. That's hectic. And that was two hours, eight minutes. That's really hectic. All I remember from that set is when they played one. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. And it's one of my favorite. But they played, like, For Whom the Bells Told into Blackened to Nothing Else Matters. Yep. Like, incredible. And I'm so glad that... Um, I'm so glad they do that kind of thing where some bands kind of write off some of their older songs. Yeah. But I really wish I saw Bring Me... Bring me back there and we're I really think good. Been... Like yeah. incredibly good. I think just to put in a comparison, the the most recent festival we had good things, the headliner, which was Bring Me the Horizon, only played for an hour fifteen. Mm-hmm. So to play for two hours is pretty crazy at, like for a festival, yeah. I think. Um I guess Metallica, one of the biggest bands in the world, you know, you need to do them justice, but yeah, I think that's pretty hectic. Yeah. And really like Two hours is a long time. Two hours is a fucking long time. To expect punters to kind of hang around at the end of a massive day. Absolutely. I remember I saw, I think when Parkway headlined Good Things, I think I might have left after seeing them for like 40 minutes. I think they had an hour and a half set. I'm just like, I'm knackered. It's been a big day. It was one of the hottest days I've ever been to a gig as well that day in Melbourne. And I'm like, I need to go home. So, yeah. And that's like only the super, super young kind of can push through or they have to be like your favorite band. But I think a band like Metallica for almost anyone that's into kind of guitar music could probably hang around for that two hours just because of their stature. Yeah. Um, So talking about how epic the lineup is, I thought this was really funny, especially given what we know now. So one of the articles from then had a lot of praise for AJ Matter. And I thought this was really funny. Music Music feeds commented on the lineup with Blink as a headline and quoted, and I'll, I'll quote them. It's a testament to the negotiation skill of financial anarchist and master of suspense soundwave promoter AJ Matter. Now, if you mean financial anarchist because he doesn't know how to fucking handle the finances, I agree. Um, <laughs> because that fucking bastard ruined soundwave for us all. Um, but but he would have he did big day out this year too, didn't he? Yeah, he was working along both. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Yeah. Um, and he just fucking, I don't know, I don't know how it happened, but he just stopped paying bands. That's like the essence of the story, right? He just yeah, wasn't giving the money up front, being dodgy. I think he must have paid them, right? I haven't heard otherwise. But maybe the big ones, maybe the big ones, but maybe not um, the little ones. But then like we've heard stories about, was AJ on a, t- like he was touring Touche. Is that, that you were telling me that story? 
He was like, don't yeah. fucking play a show. And they played a show and he cracked it. Yeah, they played a bookstore after the tour had finished. That's hilarious. For free. And like he's like, I'm going to cancel your visas. You're never going to tour here again and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, dude, tour's over, mate. Your, <laughs> your jurisdiction's done. We- if AJ Maddow ever listens to this podcast, I fucking hate you, bro. Like, you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Um, uh, drama at the festival. Um, do you remember any mm-hmm. drama around anything that happened at the fest? No, not really. Neither did I, but I did some did some research. Um, and apparently some poor girl was like set alight with a flare during one of the pits. Really? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about this until researching and AJ tweeted out um that saying that like some girl had been disfigured from these flares, she went to hospital, um, and there's this footage of these flares going off during Metallica and another one during Bring Me the Horizon. Um, I can't remember which which one it was, but I've got a photo of it. Um, and I realized I didn't put it in the pack for you, Dave, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> but I'll send it to you after. It's pretty fucking hectic though. Um, like someone set off a fucking flare in the middle of the mosh. Like that's dangerous. Yeah. It's not like at a soccer pitch where people are on seats and you can't really fucking move around that much. If you're at a yeah, festival you're in and the pit, pit's fucking cool. moving. Yeah. Poor girl. Poor girl. Hope she's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty hectic. Um, so one of the questions that I wanted to pose to you, if this festival was today, what, like, what would change? Like, would bands not have to be on it? Like, who would you think would headline it today? Um, well, obviously I think Metallica would still be up there, yep. but, um, obviously Lincoln Park really aren't a thing anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> but if, if Chester was still there, like yeah. obviously they'd be up there. So the, the top three probably would say the same. Yep. I would probably boot the offspring Slayer garbage and Cypress Hill. They're moving bullet up. Uh, not bullet, bring me up to yep. maybe perfect circle. Yep. And um, really, I will, I'd probably just swap out some of these smaller bands or smaller in yeah. text bands for some 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 more current stuff because I don't yeah. think they would like probably pull the, pull the same same crowds. But th- apart from that, it's fairly. I think the other band that would make its way up to the top would be Amity, in my opinion, and the Wonder Years. I mm-hmm. think they're two bands that yeah. could make their way up closer to the top. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Paramore stays up there. Bring Me moves up a bit. Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty sound. Yeah, so you probably lose like... Uh, Ghosts are pretty big, but Foggy Molly and Billy Talent, probably there's, there's a bit of a shuffle around there, but you'd have like... Some of these bands aren't around anymore, so yeah. you would... We swap around, but it's for, it's got a bit of longevity in the in the yep. lineup. Cool. Um, fuck, is there anything I'm missing about Soundwave you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't think so. Like I had a blast. Like it was it was awesome. It's probably the last one I went to, to be honest. Yeah, I think I went to one day of the two day one, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going a second day. Fuck that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think my fond memories are anything after this Soundwave. This was my last really good Soundwave. My friendship group back then were really cool. 
Um, and they were like still my high school friends at that point. Like people I go to festivals yep. now with aren't those people, um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think it was my last like big hurrah with all my emos from high school. So <laughs> yeah, um, good. Mem- That's the last big trip we did. Oh, actually, we went back for uh, the first night test. Yeah. In Adelaide. So we did the same kind of thing. Yeah. Hide out the backpackers. And Sick. It's a great It's a great city. I don't know why people rag on it I've so I've only much, ever but... been there once. <laughs> I went there for a Comic-Con. Can you believe? <laughs> really? I don't even know why I went to that Comic-Con. Who was fucking there? I don't even remember. But my mates and I, they picked me up on a Friday night. We drove there. Stayed at like a, a motel thing. Went to Comic-Con on the Saturday and then went out for Korean barbecue Saturday night, and then we were fucking wrecked because we drove overnight. Um, oh, yeah. And then we drove back on the Sunday, um, and I was, like, drunk the whole weekend. I didn't drive at all. I felt for my mates. Maybe that's why they haven't invited me back, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so we move on to big day out. Big day out. The, the biggest day. Um, so you didn't go to this one? No. I, and I mean, before we get into the lineup, would you have gone in hindsight or are you pretty happy with your decision not to go? I probably wouldn't have gone, you, to be honest. You wouldn't have gone? No. Yeah, that's all right. I was probably passed by Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Killers would have been cool to see. Yeah, fair. It was very Triple J. Um, well, that's exactly what the big day out was. So, <laughs> um, yeah. no, so to put some color on this. This was 21 years of Big Day Out, um, yeah. which is crazy. Um, Have you listened to the Big Day Out podcast? I think I listened to it like through that first year of COVID when it first came out, but it was when I was working mm. and that's when I figured out I don't like podcasts when I work and I probably didn't take it all in. I should revisit. Um, it's a great series and it tells a really good story about like it's build up and then it's crumble. I guess. Yeah. Does it, does it go into like much detail about the crumble yeah fuck yeah they call that aj much uh yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i think so i want to listen to it again good (laughs) (laughs) um 21 years of big day out it was my first one i remember going to that i was 18 so it was a very different very different um kind of day um compared to some other festivals i'd big day out or festivals i'd been to um Headlined by the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Killers. There's some pretty epic headliners, in my opinion, especially at that time. I can't think of any other bands that were bigger that were in that indie rock space. Or indie rock, or just rock, or just more like mainstream rock, do you think? Yeah. Um, what did the Chili Peppers bought out? Was that Stadium Arcadium? I think Stadium Arcadium had come out like in the two years before that, at least. Yeah. I remember that. So I reckon they're probably... They probably had Apex, but they're still huge. Oh, and, and like they, they fucking don't give a fuck about their stadium arcadium. Like, um, oh, I'm with you came out before then. Stadium arcadium came out in 2006. Man, that definitely Damn. did not feel that. Yeah. So they're on their, they're on their plateau for sure, but still they've got the, the, the back catalog to, to headline anything. Yeah. And the killers, they're, um, the Killers would have just released... They could play Mr. Brightside 17 times for all these mid, 
middle-aged women. The Killers? I don't know. Mr. Brightside, in my opinion, Dave, is the international party song of the world. It is one of the best songs in the world, and I will not be told otherwise. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm actually crediting the song because they could play it 17 times in a row. Everyone would still go nuts. Oh, so that's when Battleborn came out. That was a terrible album by The Killers, in my opinion. Um, okay. But the three before that were so, iconic. So, Yeah. Um, so I haven't listened to anything but probably after Sam's Town. You probably... A Day and Age is pretty good. Like, Humans on that side of that record, and I think it's a great record, but... Oh, yeah, Humans are a good song. Um, anyway... I think this was also one of the last good indie rock festival lineups, in my opinion. I think this is when okay. you can already see in this lineup the influence of like DJs and, and stuff like that. And I, I really feel that 2012 to 17, in my opinion, or 2012 to 17, 2012 to probably 2015 was like massive. I felt like festivals in like the lane, uh, laneway, um, Falls Festival stopped being so band focused and started being more electronic focused. There were already electronic festivals, but I think just electronic music was selling. Um, was, and this was yeah. probably the big, big overturn of that. And you, I look through some of these lineups here. I've been to festivals and some of these bands that we'll get through in a minute, like headlined um, mm-hmm. certain festivals. And I think, I mean, this is a really good attempt. When you go through, there's a lot of alternative and indie music through it. But yeah, the bands at the bottom here have become like massive, in my opinion. Okay. So... I don't recognize a lot of these <laughs> names to, to tell you the truth. So like, no, so I yeah. <laughs> recognize like Nina Las Vegas. Like I don't know who childish Gambino is. Obviously every time I die house versus hurricanes, um, um, crystal castles. Yeah. Off. There's, there's some against me would have been sick to see. Yeah. So, I mean, like, going from the top, like you said, there was a few there, but Chili Peppers, Killers, next on the list were the AAAs, Vampire Weekend, Band of Horses, all three pretty, like, epic, um, like, indie rock bands, in my opinion. Then you've got, like, the Bloody Beetroots Live, Cascade, you know, 360's there, it get, B.O.B.'s there, it gets a bit more hip-hop, like, electronic, and like you said, Crystal Castles is there, um, Gambino, Nina Las Vegas, Sampology. Like Jaguar Ma, um, these are all you know bands that or artists that I've seen now headline festivals or, f- or headline stages at festivals, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, it was a big day out. Do you th- <laughs> yeah, do you think? Oh, twenty thirteen. Do you think there's a bit of a gap between Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Killers to like Yeah Yeahs and Vampire Weekend? Yeah. Why are you thinking they're more on the same level? No, I think there's a big gap. Oh, I think there's a massive think, gap. Yeah, agree. Yeah, and I think when like we yeah, a, and I think when we talk about big day outs, they started declining probably three years before this. I think. Yeah. Um, like, because that year you went, Rage played. Was that the year Kanye played as well? Um, you probably wouldn't have gone anyway. But <laughs> who's 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 that? Only know Jesus. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> but I think after those big day outs, that's when it started going down. And I think you can see it here. Um, but just some things like I remember going to that Crystal Castle set and it was it was tiny. And it was one of the best sets of mm-hmm. the day. I love Crystal Castles back in the day. So that was really special. But I think the big one that I see on this lineup that moved up would have been Childish Gambino. 
Now yeah. I saw him in the backstage. There was probably like 50 people there. I couldn't believe it. Maybe, maybe a hundred people. It wasn't a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. He's now one of the biggest stars like in, in the world. Music wise, in like pop and alternative music, oh, indie rock. Is he making a comeback? Did I hear? Apparently, apparently, um, he's in the studio making music. So, um, oh, so I'm in two thousand eight. Sorry, two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. So it was Rage, Bjork, Arcade Fire with the big three. Nice. Grinspoon, Hilltop, Billy Bragg, Paul Kelly. LCD sound system. So good. I love LCD sound system so much. Then you've got like Faker, Midnight Juggernauts, Dizzy Rascal, uh, Something With Numbers, Silverchair. I think we would have seen Silverchair. Brand new, Carnival, Pnow, Carl Cox, Eddie Current Suppression Ring, Enter Shikari. Oh, nice. That might have been the only time I saw them. Yeah, sorry. I will say 2012 was the last good big day out. When I, when I think yeah. it comes to Pat Stacked. Kanye, uh, Kanye West. Yeah, like the next year they had Ooh. Neil Young. Neil Young the next year. That would have been yeah. epic. Yeah, and then Muse and Powderfinger. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's huge. I saw um, yeah. Bernard Fanning at Falls Festival did a set, and there was rumors that the um, the Powderfinger boys were going to get back together, and they all came out and played like five songs together. Oh, it was it was so, cool. so special. Um. But I'm looking at the 2012 lineup was the Kanye West lineup. And it was Kanye West, Soundgarden, yeah. Kasabian, Mike M, The Living End, Hilltop Hoods, Parkway, The Bronx, um, Odd Future, like, I think. Mariachi or Bronx too. Yeah. So. Um, Girl Talk, did you ever get into them? I don't think so. I'll send you through a link. Um. Thank you. I will listen to it. Um, I don't have a lot on this big day out. It was a bit of a meaningless big day out, to be honest. Um, but my biggest memory of yep. the day, like Chili Peppers, like I said, the crowd, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Was was Flea wearing clothes? Um, I was so far back, dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was one of those where you just couldn't get any close. It was yeah, like when I, like the, the waves of people. I've never seen anything like it. Um, yeah. That was probably the biggest show I've been to. Um, yeah, big day. It's probably the biggest day I've been to too. All that, all like, I don't know how many tickets they sold to to that sound wave that same year, but it's probably, oh, it's pretty close. Yeah. Either way. Um, but I think, I mean, I think it's really interesting to see like the alternative music here. Obviously, we talk more about alternative music on this podcast, but. Like Death Grips are on this lineup. House vs. Hurricane, Every Time I Die, Grinspoon, Against Me, like you said. Like there's some pretty, there's still a flavor of it. And I think this was the last time we got that. Mm-hmm. And now we just get yeah. one heavy band that plays Groove in the Moo and it's probably Polaris <laughs> or fucking Northlane. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah. It's just not the same. And I think the cost of travel's gone up. Bands are. Bands are wanting more money. Yeah, that's it. Like it wasn't like um, it wasn't like it used to be. Nope. So you used to be able to get these stacked lineups and do it accordingly, and then they make their money on merch and, and sideshows. Yeah. And like the week of the week of Sandwave used to be the best. You'd be like, sideshows were stacked. Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. You go there on the Friday, you see your favorite band twice in a week. Like it's you go to like 
Um, I remember Repressed Records in the city used to do signings and stuff. Like, it was just so fucking good. Um, it was just a buzz for the alternative scene. Now it's like, you got download, there's a, a couple of um, couple of sideshows, but it seemed really spread out. So you weren't like, like we went to Belgrave for a sideshow, which is cool. It's a great room. Yeah. But you don't get that same buzz because like, there's no, there's no other people in the in the area going to sh- going to other shows. Well, so you can't this like this sound wave was over two weekends, so it started Saturday the twenty third and it ended in Perth on the Monday the fourth of March. So yeah. you had much more time for bands to spend time, whereas Good Things is in and out in three days, um, yeah. which is too short. Like, why would like yeah. you know? So, um. Long live the festivals, I think. Um, I don't think we'll see festivals like this again in Australia, uh, no. especially with the way that we're all so fucking slack at buying tickets um, of things. Yeah. I don't think we'll get it. And it's not feasible. I get I get it's expensive for bands to come here. Um, I think good things have got a really good thing going. Um, it's a bit. I'm a bit bummed that Download doesn't look like they're going to come back. Hopefully Unify come back. Um not fest is coming here, which is pretty exciting. Um, but that's like a tiny lineup compared to what this was, but it's fine. I think I'm, that's what I think we're just going to have to expect moving forward. Yeah. Uh, like things like full tilt and uh, like, yeah. I know that's not happening again, but something of that size is, yeah. it, is doable without, we're never, we're never going to get like 70 bands. We'd be lucky at 15 and I'm fine with that. I almost prefer that anyway. Cause like even with the number of bands that are on good things, you still kind of, Fighting the crowd a little bit. Yeah. It's just that little bit, like, it was massive. The Good Things crowd this time around as well. That that crowd was crazy. I haven't been on a crowd like that in a long time. Yeah. It's been a while for me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but fuck, I think that's it. I don't have much more to say about these, Dave. No. Um, would you make any changes to the big day out lineup, knowing what you know now? Um, like, if this was the lineup this year... Um, I would probably say Vampire Weekend. I'd pretty much say everything from, yeah, yeah, it's Vampire Weekend, Band of Horses, all the way down to like Gary Clark Jr. are probably not playing on this lineup, to be completely <laughs> yeah. honest with you. I think the ba- yeah. I think the band's below that. Childish Gambino, um, Death Grips, Nino Las Vegas, Jaguar Ma, I think they stay. I think you probably get like similar to Laneway this time around. Your your alternative yep. is going to be the Phoebe Bridges type, or it's going to be a Joji, or it's going to be Girl in Red. Um, I think that that's kind of what we'd get, and it wouldn't surprise me unless like we got Turnstile. If a band like Anxious, for example, or some yeah. one of these Pile of Love type bands got the gig to play a festival like that, um, yeah. But that that's it. I think the Chili Peppers and the Killers, if they were to headline a festival, I would think that's that's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't expect to change yeah. that. So. Yeah. Would you? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'd change. What I've noticed is, like I said, the Sandwave lineup has longevity in it. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot more established bands. For... Big Day Out, like especially this one, was very um, very much a time capsule that, like, yeah. for that present time. So Yeah. And that scene... That those bands are in moves really quickly. So quick. So, yeah, it's just um, it's kind of the way it is, isn't it? So you can see a lot of, a lot of non-repeats 
with yeah. a lot of the bands from Big Day Out, but you can see a lot of repeats as well. So I think Chili Peppers have played a couple of times. Like you see Grimspoon. Yeah. Um, and like Against Me would have come back a few times. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's very much a of its time. It's like yeah, like you wouldn't see three sixty again. <laughs> Maybe you would. Maybe. Oh wait, three sixty still kicking. I was thinking of Pez, the festival song. I mean, I'm just looking at like who played the most recent Falls Festival, and it was like Arctic Monkeys headlined with Little Nas X, Churches. Ocean Alley, Jamie XX, Spacey Jane. That's it. Like, yeah, that's fucking terrible cool. compared to this. No offense. Arctic Monkeys yeah. are good, but the rest, headlining. Um, that's straight out of COVID, though. What about the first one, the one before COVID? Like 2019. Oh, let's have a quick sus. That's probably going to be a better cage. Um, 2019 Falls Festival lineup. Is this the year that they just, I think this was the last year before they moved. So, um, the Falls lineup in 2019-20 was, oh, I remember this, I was so sad, I missed this. Halsey played. It was only Australia, okay. I was in America anyway, so I couldn't go. Um, but Vampire Weekend, surprise, surprise, that was the second headliner. They're on Big Day Out. Uh, Disclosure, mm-hmm. Peking Duck, Pinal, of, Monster, of Monsters and Men, John Farnham. This is when, you know, you can see that it's DJs. That's all DJs, really. Yeah. Um, Pretty fucking shit lineup. Young Young Blood, Tea and Crumpets, they played. <laughs> <laughs> he played. Is it a band or is it uh, him? Yeah, he played. Sorry. Okay, that's all right. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, how the mighty have fallen. That's fine. Yeah, it's sad, but it just opens up for lots of little tours. So instead of spending your two hundred dollars once a year to see a big bunch of bands yeah. is spending more of the bands are get probably getting more they're getting your money for merch go spend instead of spending $187 to go and see a Soundwave lineup go and spend $180 and go see Blink-182 with Rise Against like that's that's that, that makes sense <laughs> yeah or you go to like what how many is that like 10 shows yeah I will say I think it's funny when I look back at who I was back when these festivals came up, I probably wasn't as big into the local scene. Um, mm. I think now I'm much more into the local scene. So I do prefer going to local gigs a lot. Um, yeah. Whereas I think back then I wasn't getting that kick. And I think that's a big difference from then and now, not from a lineup point of view, but from me as a person, I just, I was fresh out of high school. I was going to a few club shows and like emo nights and bands would play, but I wasn't, like the all ages thing had kind of stopped. So I was going to um, the Phoenix Youth Center in Footscray, the Wyndham Youth Center in Werribee for my gigs. And then that, that kind of stopped. And then there was a gap in the local scene for a long time, in my opinion. And so these kind of filled the gap, I think. So. Yeah, for sure. And it was like, like when I started to go to Sandwave, I was just out of school. So you, you don't have all this money to buy nah. a ticket to a gig every couple of weeks nah. like this was something you saved up for yeah. because you knew it was going to be epic and you knew yeah you knew it was coming every year the same time yeah it would happen yeah i get that yeah you you put your leave in at the start of the year and you just save your pennies and yeah you buy your merch there and and that kind of you you just dabbled through through the week before as well yeah and then you yeah there was um 
It's different for me too because of mm-hmm. the same with you. Like the the all ages scene kind of dropped off. Yeah, a couple of shows went to like the Pelly Bar in Frankston or like yeah. the the cool stores in Ruduck, but then like the cool stores stopped, and a lot of the fat records bands went through there. Yeah, and then you go into the city, so it's like a 45, 50 minute drive yeah. to the city, and then back, and it's like work it's and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, we just grow up, Dave. It's getting older. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are we're definitely getting older I think if if anyone's listening and I know we've been talking we've been waffling on for what maybe nearly an hour I don't know um, about these lineups if you went let us know what you thought Um, if our takes are bad and you think that the lineups are perfect as they are let us know Um, yeah we love talking about this shit and that's why we do it so yeah. yeah tell us your stories tell us where you went who you were with like if you did see that girl get lit on fire. If you were the person that lit her on fire, let us know. We would love yeah. to talk to you. Let us know. We'll tell the cops. <laughs> <laughs> fucking AJ, if you're listening, you fucking suck, bro. Yeah. You're a dick. Um, yeah. Want to wrap it up? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for everyone for listening so far. Glad you got through. You're sticking with us. Yeah. Um, we love doing this. Um, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and review um on spotify and apple podcasts it it means a lot so much kind of helps us get exposure um you can find us on facebook and instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms uh we also launched the press conference society facebook group so it's just a a closed group for um general chit chat some some early um access to to some topics and stuff like that and you'll also be able to get access to the um the valentine's day kind of flyer that yeah. we've put together and as always we love the feedback yeah. so hit us up hit us on our socials um hit us on the instagram of the facebook society and just um yeah keep keep talking to us because we yeah. just love talking music and we don't want to we can be controversial we can yeah. just have a good good chin wag and yeah just keep Keep them coming. No, appreciate it. And 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 like I mentioned, we're gonna put the love song dedications how to in the in the notes. But just hit us up if you want to get involved, and we'll get you included. But um, yeah, yeah. we can't thank everyone enough for listening so far. Keen for the rest of the year and some episodes we've got coming up. We've just booked a few things in that I think are really exciting for us. So, um, watch this space. Big things coming. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
My life is worth no more than yours, I know